about to embark on a show about four people who find themselves thrust into the backstories of pop culture history. Join Christopher DeVos, J.L. Trost, Laura DeVos, and Sabrina Pierre as they poorly impersonate celebrities, drink a lot of beer, and answer very hard trivia questions. You are now listening to... Podcast 42. Well, here we are, quarantine for the coronavirus thing. Yeah, um, it's weird that we're all quarantined together. Well, that's because our smart president said that all podcasters had to be quarantined under the same roof since most of them will be out of work in their day jobs. Yeah, and besides, this way we can keep pumping out free entertainment for those bored and stuck in their homes. Oh, maybe they'll be bored enough to listen to our show. No one will ever get that bored. Yeah, not as long as there are pantries to be cleaned. Mm. More like not as long as Netflix is still streaming and chilling. Hey, are you getting much chilly, Jail? No, Tara's always cleaning the pantry. That's what I thought. I actually might be able to empty my queue of all the movies and show I put in there like uh, five years ago. Netflix hasn't been around for five years. You're right, Laura. It's actually been around a lot longer. As a matter of fact, it's been around since August 29th, 1997. Wow. You're like a Netflixologist. I, I-, I don't know what that is. You're like a doctor of Netflix facts. He even knew the dates and stuff. Well, honestly, not really. I just read it from the script here. See? See right here? Page one, uh, line 11. Oh. That's not as impressive. It's impressive if you can't read. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I say before we figure out our next topic, we relax, maybe open the beer cooler and watch something on Netflix. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink, yeah. Okay, so what is this? Oh, it was on sale before everything happened, and really it was the only beer left. <laughs> but it's from Golden Road Brewing. It's their Mango Cart Mango Wheat Ale. It's a series inspired by the iconic fruit cart vendors of Los Angeles. I really am enjoying the fact that I'm the only one not making a face at this one. Well, I know you like mango, so that's why I got this one. (laughs) I am a big fan of mango, but mango is kind of like blueberry, where like fake mango tastes better than real mango, and fake blueberry tastes better than real blueberry. I don't get it. See, the fake mango tastes better than a real mango. You know, so, I'm going to have to disagree with you, Chris, here, because I now work at a grocery store, and <laughs> mangoes were flying off the shelf today. Chris Catan's flying off the shelf? <laughs> I didn't say mango. I said mangoes. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but we live in a predominantly Hispanic state, so yeah. And Haitians. We have a lot of mangoes at our house. Oh, do the Haitians like the mango, too? Yeah, my husband just peels it with his teeth. 
That's I, true. I might be part Haitian, part uh, Hispanic then. Mango. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, stay tuned to the end of the show where we rate the beer. We'll rate it on one through six. Uh, it represents a six pack, one being the worst, six being the best. Stop Stop making that face, Jail. I'm sorry, it's the aftertaste. <laughs> this rating system makes sense to everybody in the world except for one lone Canadian who's social distancing in Kissimmee. <laughs> Sabrina can't drink today. <laughs> That's the second time she spilled on herself. Once in sound check and once now. Hey, we're almost out of money. You can't be wasting the beer. Sorry, I just... Thing. Right, drink it out of your shirt. <laughs> yeah. Let no drop go wasted. Uh, all right. Now that Sabrina's done wringing out her shirt, <laughs> on to the hard part. Let's pick something we all want to watch, all right? So there's a lot to choose from. Ooh, I say we watch like a cooking competition show, like maybe Nailed It. Ooh, I like cooking competition shows. I vote for a scary movie. Ooh, I don't like scary movies. I'm thinking about a documentary. Ooh, maybe a documentary on the history of the WWE. Ooh, I like documentaries with capital letters in them. Hey, look at the screen. There's something new. What's that? It says virtual Netflix history. Don't click it. Why? Witches. I think I read something about this. I even sent the article to you, Laura. Yeah, I only read the headline. It said Netflix introduces new virtual application. And then there was a whole article that followed it. Yeah, too many words. You know, I read about this, too. It's supposed to be pretty cool. It turns your living room into a 3D version of the history of Netflix. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a test for the future of how we may view movies. Oh, that sounds cool. But the history of Netflix? Is that something that will hold my attention? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, ladies. Why don't we just click it and see what happens? If we don't like it, we can turn it off. Welcome to the history of Netflix. Once you've started this program, you cannot turn it off. Wrong again, Chris. Eh, who knew? Netflix was founded on August 29, 1997. That's what Chris said! Sabrina, please don't interrupt. Oh, sorry. Sabrina! It just said your name! Well, yeah, it is my name after all. Right, but how did it know it? Witches. I knew it! Gotcha! Haha! <laughs> Almost everyone here has Netflix accounts. I see everyone has an account but JL. I know you from your logins. JL, I thought you had accounts for everything. No, not everything. I still use my ex's Netflix accounts. I also still use her accounts for Amazon Prime, Uber Eats, Tinder, Grindr, Pornhub, and Bosley. Wow. I know who I'm never giving my passwords to. I also know what you like and dislike. Chris, the documentary on breast implants wasn't that good, was it? <laughs> what? <laughs> documentary on breast implants? What are you talking about? I didn't watch that. Oh, Chris, I believe that you watched it. He did on June 17, 2017. Started at 2.06 p.m. and ended it at 2.15 p.m. Wait. It was like a nine-minute documentary? Well, I mean, yeah, if you, if you fast-forward to the good parts. Oh, I watched that, too. You always only watch nine minutes of it. Right. Just the good parts. So anyways, Netflix was started in Scotts Valley, California by Mark Randolph. Hi, I'm, I'm Mark Randolph. Whoa, it's like he's standing right here in the living room, but he looks just like a force ghost. And Reed Hastings. 
whoa, it's Reed Hastings. And he too is looking like a forced ghost. Not a forced ghost, Sabrina, a forced ghost. You know, like from Star Wars. I stand by what I said. He looks like a person that has been forced to be a ghost. She ain't wrong. Uh, before Netflix, I worked as a marketing director for Hastings Company, uh, Pure Atriot. I was a co-founder of Michael Warehouse, a computer mail order company. Oh boy, this is kind of boring after all. Okay, just wait. Uh, later, I was employed by Borland International as vice president of marketing. Vice president of boring? Where's the fast forward button? You, you can't fast forward or turn this off once it started. So... I was a computer scientist and mathematician. I sold Pure Atria to a rational software corporation in 1997 for about $700 million. At that time, it was the biggest acquisition in Silicon Valley history. That's the valley where they make all the sex toys. Now things are picking up. What? Sabrina, that's Silicon Valley. This is Silicon Valley. They're two different places. Listen, you two, there is no Silicon Valley. Then explain where all the sex toys come from, and don't say witches. Elves. I wish we picked Nailed It to watch instead of this. The story of how they came up with the idea for Netflix while commuting between their homes in Santa Cruz and Pierre Atria's headquarters in Sunnyvale, although several other theories have surfaced over the years. Well, that just sounds dull. I did say there were other theories. Such as? Like we came up with the idea at a Burger King, sharing a large order of onion rings. The best part of, about getting onion rings at Burger King is that there is always a bonus french fry in there. We have a couple more if you guys stop interrupting. Yes, it's like getting two sides for the price of one. I like the sauce, mm -hmm. too. Oh, the sauce is so good. Burger King uh, side, uh, here was another theory. I was once fined $40 at a Blockbuster store for being late to return a copy of Apollo 13. And that's what inspired us. Well, you did rent it in November, and you returned it in February. That story is actually not true. It's only emotionally true. Well, I have an emotionally true story, and it involves a little girl who's always wanted a snake for a pet, and her parents said no. Because your parents did not want you to get eaten. I'm not a fan of snakes either. So finally, some people thought we came up with the idea while watching Kevin Costner and The Postman. Worst. Best. Movie ever. We're so good at that. <laughs> that's a professional uh, right there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what wow. that's how professionals work. Regardless so of your thoughts on The Postman, uh, you can find it streaming on Netflix until the end of October. Pass. What was that breast documentary called? Best Breasts in the West. Part three. Wait a minute, Chris. Are you sure that wasn't on Pornhub? I'm sure. Pornhub has boobies for newbies. Oh, I've seen that one, too. Um, shall we go back to Netflix story? Uh, we had many bad ideas to start out, including customized sporting goods, personalized surfboards, and even dog food individually formulated for your dog. To be honest, Mark, those were all your ideas. Uh, true, but they were ideas I spent many hours working on. Initially, I thought all those ideas were better than the idea that eventually, after months of research, hundreds of hours of discussion, and marathon meetings in a family restaurant, became Netflix. I invested the initial $2.5 in startup cash for Netflix. Amazon was a big inspiration for me. We wanted to be the Amazon.com of something. I still say we could do the personalized shampoo idea, by the way. Ooh, I would buy that. See, Reed? Okay, maybe we will look into it. 
Can I get something strawberry scented? Yeah. Strawberry and rhubarb. Rhubarb? Yeah. Rhubarb is super underrated. You can eat it, and it's used for many Chinese medicines. Ladies, 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 it's not happening anytime soon. Well, maybe I'll make my own rhubarb shampoo then. You can wash your hair with it or drink it when you have a headache. Like a rhubarb milkshake. My rhubarb milkshake brings all the boys to my yard, and damn right, it's better than yours. Yeah, it is. Back, back, back to the Netflix story, all right? You know, this presentation is only supposed to take 20 minutes. Anyway, we considered using VHS tapes at first. Ugh, that would have been bad. They were so delicate, and people never rewound them. Be kind, rewind. I like that movie. And they took forever to rewind. Why didn't they just put the movie on both sides of the tape so when you got to the end, you could just start it over again? That's not how the machine worked. Could have been. I still have a ton of VHS tapes and a VHS player. So does Laura's mom. Hey, some of those tapes are worth a lot of money now. Yeah, like 13 cents. Like 27 cents. We had no idea what would work and what wouldn't work. In 1997, all we knew was that we wanted to start our own company and that we wanted it to involve selling things on the internet. That was it. VHS was too expensive to stock and too delicate to ship. Uh, We heard about DVDs. At that time, they were a new technology. So we tested the concept of selling or renting DVDs by mail. Except we didn't have a DVD, so we tested a CD. And by testing, we mean Mark mailed one to me. It came to me intact. But the problem was, I didn't have a CD player. So I mailed it back. And I mailed it back to Reed because I had already listened to it several times. It was Men at Work's cargo album. That's a lot of back and forth. Who has it now? Who can it be now? Whoa, Sabrina. I'm the song reference guy. Sorry. Here, have a Vegemite sandwich as a peace offering. Damn it, Sabrina. What did I tell you? You did it again. Eh, thanks for the sandwich. No you- problem. I've been carrying it around all year. You like Vegemite? Yeah, just like small little bits of Vegemite, not like full-on submarine sandwich Vegemite. Good thing this is just a six-inch. That's what she said. Okay, so uh, let's get back to the mailpong portion of this story. See, the whole thing led me to think about how much data a DVD could hold and how quickly you could disseminate that information through the mail. Eventually, the internet would make it possible to deliver things even faster. So Netflix was launched on April 14th, 1998 as the world's first online DVD rental store. It started with only 30 employees and 925 titles available. To be fair, that was pretty much everything that was available on DVD at the time. Our pay-per-rent rates and due dates were similar to Blockbuster. Yeah, just like Blockbuster. Blockbuster, the greatest name in home movie rental entertainment. Great, look who's here, John Antioco. Oh, no, not you again. Yeah, oh no, not... You again? Who is it? I don't know, but it's fun to say. Oh, no, not you again. Okay, don't be silly. Just try it. Oh, no, not you again. <laughs> hey, you're right, that right. is one. <laughs> oh, no, not you again. Chris, please, it's not as cute when you do it. Oh, no, not you. All right, you're right. Who is this guy? I'm John Aniaco. Former CEO of Blockbuster Entertainment. The greatest name in home movie rental. And that is how you say his name. Oh. (laughs) Whoops. I guess I, uh... (laughs) 
You're that important. I didn't know how to say your name. What you're laughing at. It's more like the evilest name in home movie rental, no matter how you say it. With all those late fees and out-of-stock titles, overpriced candy, and dirty carpets. Dirty carpets? Well, you kind of couldn't help notice the carpet. Like when you went in to try to rent Rocky Three for the fourth week in a row, and you guys still didn't have it. You didn't kind of hang your head down and just look at the carpet. Our carpets were 100% polyester, unlike Netflix. Oh, uh, we don't have carpets. We are an online operation. Yeah, and the late fees were the worst. It was the price of the first rental initially. So if you were late, then you paid double the price of the movie. Well, yes. Don't bring them back late was the answer. And weren't you usually out of stock of the latest titles as well? Well, yes, but... That was because the movies were always returned late. Key problem is you people being late. Just don't be late. It's like everyone was the white rabbit. But besides that, we were the number one place to rent movies for a very long time. See, the Blockbuster concept was that you had to get in your car, drive to the Blockbuster, get out of your car. Oh, wait, wait. Stop right there. I am so done at that point because I am not getting out of my car. Oh, oh, we know. Ooh, I'll pick it up from here. You had to browse the shelves for the title you wanted. The new movies most likely were all rented. So then you had to settle for some obscure movie you never heard of or some lame Polly Shore movie. We always had son-in-law in stock. That was the unofficial company motto. Blockbuster. We always have son-in-law in stock. Yeah, that's an interesting business model. Hey, buddy. It was the only way the weasel could get a movie deal. Antiaco! Where you been, buddy? People forgetting about the weasel. I don't know if you know this, but, uh... Blockbuster went bankrupt. Oh. Gnarly, dude. It's actually not gnarly, dude, at all. <laughs> but am I still getting paid? Not for several years now. Buddy, you should have paged me or something. I just bought a new Kia Sportage. What am I going to do now? Uh, get a job at Wendy's? Are you being mean to the weasel? I'm a Hollywood star, man. Really? Really? I think the only one knocking on your door right now is maybe the mass Singer. Spoilers! I'm out of here. Antioko, you're going to hear from my public attorney, man. I liked his hair. Uh, anyway, um, I remember when you were done with the rental, you had to drive all the way back to the Blockbuster and drop it in the bank deposit chute. We, uh, we don't have a bank deposit chute. Well, it looked like a bank deposit chute. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, it did. You, you, you got me there. Except it wasn't as fun. Because you could only put movies in and never get them out. If you tried, your arm would get stuck. Sabrina. 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 Did you get your arm stuck in a Blockbuster deposit chute? No. I personally was never seen (laughs) getting my arm stuck in one. But I did see an old man get his prosthetic leg cut in there once. I kind of want to hear that story. No, you don't. Well, see... One night, Old Man Joe was going to rent a movie. Old Man Joe had lost his right leg while working at the Jelly Belly factory. You see, Old Man Joe was in charge of the Juicy Pear line. And the Juicy Pear Jelly Belly was the most important, most sought after Jelly Belly to ever be produced. Okay, okay, okay. Stop there. Maybe we should move forward. Antioco, why are you invading our virtual Netflix history tour? In the Jelly Belly kingdom. Antioco, we still... Have one <laughs> more story. <laughs> Why did you say your name? Huh? Why did you say your name? He keeps saying Antioch. 
and you keep saying it wrong. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying. I thought he said it right that time. I don't know. No, the playback will show. <laughs> okay. Even though I was wrong on the last playback that showed yes. that I was wrong. Well, we still have one store open in Bend, Oregon. Not currently. So we are well on our way to making a comeback, and it is currently still open. Thank you very um, much. No, currently we're under lockdown, okay? Oh, well, I guess... It, it right now, but if you're listening to this podcast 200 years from now, it's still going to be closed. Laura, we all know nobody's going there, so it's still open. Still open. Oh, yeah, that's true. There's only two in place. One day, a mean old Walmart greeter came to the factory. Sabrina! Fine, you'll never know then. So how did Netflix kill Blockbuster? Kill? Kill? That's such a strong word. They didn't kill us. Remember, we still have one store. Didn't you hear me? Or were you distracted by that weird jelly belly nonsense? I'll admit I was a little distracted. What exactly did the Walmart greeter do? No, no. Maybe we should do the jelly belly thing another episode. Let's focus on the Netflix story at the moment. Okay? Okay. okay. In 1999, we introduced the monthly subscription concept. We also dropped the single rental model in early 2000. Our service provided flat fee unlimited rentals without due dates, late fees, shipping and handling fees, or per title rental fees. And the best part, it came right to your mailbox. Silly. It will never last. You had a measly 300,000 subscribers. You guys weren't making any money. In fact, you begged us to buy you out. That's true. You guys wanted to start an online service of your own. Total access, the best, the greatest online service ever. You're like the Donald Trump of movie rental companies. I wish. We used to be that bigly. Anyway, you could rent a DVD online and return it to the store for a free rental there. Brilliant. So brilliant it was costing you $2 per transaction. You were losing money on every rental. Just like the Jelly Belly Factory where old man Joe lost his leg. What are you talking about? Wouldn't you like to know? <sighs> anyway, $50 million is what Netflix asked for. So I told Hastings, eh, I'll think about it. Yeah, you thought about it all right. You thought... No. That's not entirely true. I did bring it up to the board of Blockbuster, and they are the ones that said no. Only after you recommended that they say no. I did, but they said no, too, so I feel like I'm clean of this bad decision. Sounds like it. So Netflix was working on a concept, but the subscription numbers were not high enough to keep the company profitable. Plus, the dot-com bubble burst and September 11th didn't help. Um, what's the dot-com bubble? Oh, oh, I know. It was a stock market bubble caused by excessive speculation in internet-related companies in the late 1990s, which caused a period of massive growth in the use and adoption of the internet. Sometime between 1995 and its peak in around March 2000, the NASDAQ composite stock market index rose 400%, but then all to only to fall 78% from its peak by October 2002, giving up all of its gains during the bubble. Let me guess, you read that on a goldfish package? Yeah. Well, it's actually on the back of this beer can. <laughs> Is it? How'd they get all that on there? It's in the palm trees in the small print. <gasps> It's a magic eye. <laughs> I'm kind of glad you handled that one, Sabrina, because I was going to say it's when the extreme bubble-blowing company popped. <laughs> popped. We had to lay off one-third of our 120 employees. 
However, sales of DVD players took off as they became more affordable. They started selling for about $200 around Thanksgiving time, becoming one of the year's most popular Christmas gifts. So was the Razor Scooter. I wanted a Razor Scooter. I had three. Speaking of razors, now might be a good time to mention your beard is not working. It's working. It, it just takes me a little longer. You look like Santa Claus if he only had a goatee. Santa Claus for modern times. Santa Claus for redneck bars. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Santa, can I get a beer? No, my feelings are hurt. Okay, you can have another beer. <laughs> Yay! Swing it around to Netflix again. Since this is the virtual Netflix tour, that... By the way, you people requested, and I'm assuming you people were interested in it, so by early 2002, we saw a huge increase in our subscription business. I had another idea for Netflix. You see, I was watching what YouTube was doing, and I believe streaming video was the future. Oh, we started investing 1% to 2% of revenue every year in downloading. Not only is it more convenient, but it will tremendously lower our mailing costs. <laughs> Unless you had to mail the whole computer. <laughs> well, the thing was, you're supposed to already have your own computer. Sure, you could go that route. Old man Joe wishes he had gone that route. We want to be ready when video on demand happens. That's why the company is called Netflix, not DVD by mail. Good call. Thank you. I'd have called the company Rock and Roll Kick-Ass Movie Service. Good call. Thank you. Despite the streaming visions, I thought Netflix had at least a decade left of dominating DVD rentals. And I thought Blockbuster would last forever. And now look at us. One store strong and a stock price of 19 cents. We tried to work with you. We tried to work with you. No need to be that way, John. No need to be that way, John. If it wasn't for your returning online DVDs to the store for free rentals, you would have had put Netflix out of business. <laughs> oh, don't remind me. It's okay. You tried your best. At least our logo was better than yours. Yes, John, you had the better logo. It was so big, so blue, so yellow. It looked like someone chewed on the end of it. That wasn't chewed on. It was torn, you know, like a movie ticket. Old man Joe was torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I'm ashamed, lying naked on the floor. Laura... Your husband is literally acting out the lyrics. What, he is? No, oh, just ignore him. That's what I do. Well, I'm going home now, and I'm taking my logo with me. Bye, John. Stop by any time. Do you, do you mean that? Uh, sure. We can have tea. Oh, oh, I would like that. Okay, okay. Bye now. Bye, John. I heard you guys once offered a million-dollar prize to the first developer of a video recommendation algorithm that could beat its existing algorithm. Yes. Ours was called Cinematch. And we wanted it to predict customer ratings by more than 10%. Is that offer still on the table? Uh, no, it, it was given to the Belcor's Pragmatic Chaos team, which bested Netflix's own algorithm for predicting ratings by 10.06%. That's it? That's a lot of money for 0.06%. Well, we had more contests over the years, but the Federal Trade Commission had privacy concerns... So, uh, you know how that goes. But come February 2007, we delivered our billionth DVD. Ah, like McDonald's. But 
not in burgers, obviously. Uh, we, we began to move away from our original core business model of DVDs by introducing video on demand via the internet. We grew as DVD sales started to fall. Uh, we were more successful than Blockbuster because we could offer a much larger selection of movie titles to choose from. So much for the tea. Keep rubbing it in. Uh, we thought you left, John. I did. I went as far as the other side of this virtual door. The simulated door. Simulated or not, that's as far as I got. And I forgot that line was there, so I shouldn't have said virtual. <laughs> no offense, John. That's what happened. I guess. When we started offering streaming content for free to our subscribers in 2007, we could offer no more than about a thousand movies and TV shows, which was just 1% compared to our more than 100,000 different DVD titles. Yet you guys kept growing. Uh, yes. Uh, the number of titles available for streaming was increasing as well, and had reached 12,000 movies and shows in June 2009. Uh, do you remember when we talked about Cinematch? Yeah, that was literally seconds ago. Our, our attention span isn't that bad. Oh, mine sometimes is. Oh, mine always is. Is it time for bed? I feel like it's time for bed. Uh, no, I I think it's only like 6.30. Oh, yeah, that's definitely my bedtime. Cinematch was our recommendation system, which not only got viewers to remain attached to the service, but it also brought out those movies which were underrated so that customers could view those movies, too, from their recommendations. Uh, this was an attribute that not only benefited Netflix, but also benefited its viewers and those studios which were smaller compared to others. Yeah, like when uh, Netflix recommends French horror movies to me after I've watched Interview with a Vampire. Exactly. You mean, exactement. What? Some of those French movies were good. With streaming movies, we kept growing. By 2018, we had a customer base reach of 137 million worldwide. Original programming. Let's talk about the original stuff. That whole DVD thing is way in the past. It's like 100 years ago. The 90s were not 100 years ago. It's like 10 years ago. It's 2020, Laura. Oh my God, you're right. That's like 100 years ago. Uh, we started playing with original programming as early as 2006, which I guess is about 80 years ago, according to your math. We played a prominent role in independent film distribution. We had a division called... Red Envelope Entertainment, where we licensed and distributed independent films such as Born Into Brothels and Sherry Baby. Sherry Baby. Sherry Baby. Uh, we even worked with John Waters. I love John Waters. Hairspray is the best. Pink flamingos, not so much. Well, oh, no, wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this was Hairspray John Waters. Oh, good. In March 2011, we began to acquire original content for Netflix. We started with the hour-long political drama House of Cards. The series was produced by David Fincher and starred Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright. I, I liked House of Cards. I don't know if I'm smart enough to understand all of it, but it was a good show. So it was a good show. It was set in Washington, D.C., and is the story of Congressman Frank Underwood, a Democrat from South Carolina's 5th Congressional District and House Majority Whip. 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 Uh, what, what are you guys doing? You know, the whole family guy thing with the Wheaton. Cool whip. Don't do that. Oh, that was Batman. That was Batman. Um... Don't do that. Okay, Boomer. Anyway, Frank is passed over for appointment as Secretary of State, so he initiates an elaborate plan to attain power by manipulation and betrayal. 
and power. Uh, that's right. Uh, House of Cards received several award nominations, including 33 Primetime Emmy Award nominations. It is the first original online-only web te- television series to receive major Emmy nominations. It also earned eight Golden Globe Award nominations, so we wanted more originals. So I guess we'll just gloss right over the Kevin Spacey controversy? Yes, we will. Uh, we picked up two eight-episode seasons of Lilyhammer. Hang <laughs> <laughs> You went Dutch. <laughs> That's almost as bad as my Batman. <laughs> Lily, yes, Lily Hammer? Lily Hammer? Lily Hammer. L- Lily Hammer? How the hell Hammer? do you say it? Lily, Lily Hammer. Hammer. Lily Hammer. All right. Like the tool and the flower. Lily Hammer. Okay. <laughs> um, we picked up two eight-episode sizzling. Sizzling. Sizzling eight-episode seasons of Lily Hammer. Lily Hammer. Lily Hammer. God, get to the eight seasons of Lily Hammer. It's just so good. It's so good. Stay inside. I stayed in my hot tub, smoked my stogie. We picked up two eight-episode seasons of Flower Tool. (laughs) Of Thor Hammer. (laughs) Uh, We picked up Two eight-episode seasons of Lilyhammer and a fourth season of the X-Fox sitcom Arrested Development. Let me guess. You got the money from the banana stand. What? No. Uh, what a weird question. Uh, what does that mean? It. It's from the show. There's always money in the banana stand. Oh, uh, yes. I, I remember something like that. Uh, we also released the supernatural drama series Hemlock Grove in early 2013. Stranger Things! Orange is the New Black! Lock and Key! Uh, yes, we had many successes. Shows as... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we can't read. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, yes, we had many successes, such as those shows and some failures. So how do you decide which shows to develop? We get all sorts of pilots in our offices, and then we put them in a big fishbowl and pull them out one by one and start reading them. If we like it, we produce it. We have a fishbowl! Oh yeah? What kind of fish do you have? No fish, just facts. Facts? Yeah, fishbowl facts. Fishbowl facts. Right now it should be full of Netflix facts. Okay, well, that's cool. Let's hear these fishbowl facts. <laughs> you don't sound like you want to hear them. <laughs> That's no, because we very done. skeptical. <laughs> well, let's cool. <laughs> yeah, let's cool. You guys are the nearest to the fishbowl. Oh, long fishbowl facts. There's there's less, but they're longer. No, I don't want that one. It's too long. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to Laura. <laughs> Tell about yours. Oh, I shouldn't have warned you guys. Nope. Nope. All right, I'll go first today. Fishbowl fact number one. Netflix has always been interested in seeing how users interact with its software in order to select titles. In the late 1990s, staffers would ask if they could stop by to watch them use the site. Surprisingly, a lot agreed. Netflix would bring them coffee. Fishbowl fact number two. Ooh, I like coffee. So Tesla owners will soon be able to stream both Netflix and YouTube in their cars. The catch... The service only works when the cars are parked. Fishbowl fact number three. In 2007, Netflix recruited one of the early DVR business pioneers, Anthony Wood, to build a Netflix player that would allow streaming content to be played directly on a television set rather than a PC or laptop. It would later turn into Roku. You mean Roku? Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Antioco. <laughs> <laughs> Roku. 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 Fishbowl fact number four. 
in order to test frame rates and how their streaming service handles different kinds of content, Netflix produced 11 minutes of test footage in 2011 that can be viewed by typing example show in their search engine. Fishbowl fact number five. Directpix.com, Replay.com, and Luna.com were names considered before Netflix was decided on. When the company was being incorporated, he named it Roku. Wait a minute. Who did? Who named it? Which one of the two? It just says he. I don't know. <laughs> well, one of them named it Kibble.com until they could decide on something permanent. <laughs> Fishbowl fact number six. All right, well, pressing shift plus alt plus a left mouse click brings up a troubleshooting menu that allows you to adjust the bitrate of a stream so it doesn't buffer. On a Mac, it's shift plus option plus click. Um, what if it's on my TV? Well, that's on the computer. Yeah, what if it's on my TV? Well, then you're screwed. Okay. Fishbowl fact number seven. In 1998, Mark Randolph decided to offer footage of President Bill Clinton's grand jury testimony about his involvement with Monica Lewinsky. But the duplicating house had a mix-up. Out of the the thousand customers who ordered Clinton's interview, a few hundred received discs full of hardcore Chinese pornography. Ooh. Fishbowl fact number eight. Don't only be that lucky. (laughs) Netflix bought House of Cards before anything had gone into production. They paid a whopping $100 million for the two-season series, making the most expensive thing the streaming service had done. Uh, that was kind of cool. Uh, well, you took our 20-minute presentation into new realms we'd never thought we would take. Uh, thank you. Uh, any questions for us? Questions? Like a quiz? Somebody, oh. somebody stop me. No, please, no Chris, no quizzes. Like a pop quiz. No. Yep, time to get out your pens and your papers, your scented markers, your scented erasers, your protractors. Oh, we got rid of the pencil. I found it. Your compasses. Find a better. I have a pen here if anybody needs it. Nope. Nope, I have my pink pen. It looks just like my pink microphone cover. This pop quiz is called. I got my pink notebook. I still have all the things that I normally use. (laughs) Are we done with our pink offs? (laughs) Nope. Nope. None of my stuff's pink, except me. (laughs) That's because you were in the sun today. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was in the shade. That was the shade. Yes, we're in quarantine. You should not be that burnt. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was in my backyard. Sabrina sat in the shade and she got sunburned. That's how pale she is. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. This pop quiz is called Netflix should have Netflix should have the option movies I can watch while looking at my phone or movies I can fall asleep to. <gasps> That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I think we'll take that. <laughs> uh, this is five general knowledge facts mm-hmm. on Netflix original shows in order of the easiest to the hardest to test your knowledge. I've only ever watched one show on Netflix. Well, then Ooh. you're not going to do good. Score one point for each Correct. Answer. Question number one. What show is the modern version of Twilight Zone? It's the modern version of Twilight Zone. It's British. Hint, it's British. Hint, it deals with technology a lot. Sabrina doesn't watch the shows, neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) Sabrina has no idea. This is a big one. There's even a couple Funko Pops from it. Question number two. Because that narrows it down, Chris. <laughs> I don't think we have any. We don't. You don't. I want the um, uh, Miley right. Cyrus one. Number two. 
Number two. What character did Neil Patrick Harris play on a series of unfortunate events? Character name, not the actor name, because the actor name is already in the question. I don't want the Miley Cyrus pop. I want the Miley Cyrus character she played in Black Mirror. I want the Miley Cyrus pop where she's on. You just said the name of the show. I had it right. Did I say the yes. name? Oh, I got it right. No, I said the name. You're welcome, America. Oh, I wasn't listening. What did he say? I, Miley very, Cyrus is what he said. I I got it right. I'm very proud of myself. Yeah, you got it right now because he just told you. No, I had actually already written no, it down. No, I told you erase it. Yeah, because I put thing at the end. Not right. <laughs> I put the name and the thing because I wasn't sure. <laughs> All right. Question number three. What animal is Mr. Peanut Butter on BoJack Horseman? Hint. He's an animal. Not a human. Thanks, Jessica. Oh, because Jessica made you watch that show. Yeah. It's really hit and miss. I like Will Arnett, though. Bojack Horseman. It's not. He's not a horse. Bojack Horseman is, but Mr. Peanut Butter is not a horse. No. I'm so confused. Stop giving them the answers. I know these. It's the one time Laura's going to do well on a quiz. I know. I know. For the record, I had number one before you said it. I didn't. Question number four. Who is Joe's love interest in season one of You? Who is Joe's love interest in season one of You? Hint. He might be a loser, baby. (laughs) So why don't you kill him? Question number five. (laughs) They did. Both of us. I'm like... I got two answers now. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of number five's mannequin in Umbrella Academy? That is not the name. Everyone <laughs> talks about it all the time. Hint, you cannot consult with our daughter, who's a big Umbrella Academy fan. It's not a hint. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text her. (laughs) That is cheating. You cannot text her. Ah. She might not know the answer because there's not a pop of that one. There should be. I would buy it. If I had a job. (laughs) (laughs) How are you going to buy it when what we have in our bank account is less than what a pop costs? I I forget. We're out of work now. (laughs) All right. I'm ready. All right. I'm not, but we're going to go with it. Question number one. What shows a modern version of Twilight Zone, JL? Black Mirror. Yes, that is correct. You you two already cheated by listening to me. I knew it. I had it written. I put Black Mirror thing. I'm writing in in pen, and I have Black Mirror written right here. I had it down before. I write in pencil and erase thing. Okay. (laughs) I guessed correctly. All right. Everyone give yourself a point. Question number two. She erased hers and put it down after he told us. Uh (laughs) I I totally saw her erase. What character did Neil Patrick Harris play on a series of unfortunate events? Sabrina. Count Olaf. JL. The character Jim Carrey played in the movie. <laughs> He's not wrong. Laura. Count Olaf. Yes, those, those are all correct. <laughs> JL, give yourself point eight of a point. <laughs> I just didn't know the name. <laughs> Question number three. What animal is Mr. Peanut Butter on BoJack Horseman? JL. A dog. Laura. He's dog. Sabrina. I also said dog. You're all wrong. He's a dog. <laughs> Question Do I number know how four. I came up with that answer? 
because of the joke of people with peanut butter and dogs. Oh, okay. <laughs> what is Joe's oh, love interest joke, in you? season one of you, Sabrina? Me. You are <laughs> Sabrina. <laughs> Sabrina. All right. Laura. Um, <laughs> joke. I wrote the blonde chick back. Jail. I wrote his hand back. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is back. I think I gave too much of a hint. <laughs> but she I was blonde, just for the record. I, I couldn't like, everyone think of who know. sang the song. So. All I know is I wouldn't have come to that conclusion if it wouldn't taken you so long during sound check and you weren't using two turntables and a microphone. Because <laughs> <laughs> this shows where it's at. Well, if the question was, what is the color hair of Joe's love interest? Insane. I knew it was a blonde chick and not his hand, okay? <laughs> just want to point that out. Even though your hint gave JL the correct answer, he was still wrong because his hand wasn't called Beck. Question number five. <laughs> I'm still going with me. What is the name of number five's mannequin in Umbrella Academy? Laura. I can't remember, so I wrote Gladys. Sabrina. I said Evelyn. <laughs> Jail. Sandra. Dolores. Oh, oh I, I knew it was so like an old woman oh, name. I knew it. <sighs> All right. So sources. I wasn't even my top two of answers to say. <laughs> my next one was Teresa. Either way, it was some old lady name. Oh my. Yeah. Used to work with a Teresa. Teresa's out there that are young. She's and an old lady. Jail does not mean all Teresa's are old. (laughs) So, sources for this script, Wikipedia, BroadbandSearch.com, Business Wars, Behind the Music featuring Kaja Gugu, (gasps) The Book, No Rules Rules, Netflix and the Culture of Revelation by Reed Hastings and Aaron Meyer. It's actually reinvention, not revelation. So, I have a question for the forced ghosts. Forced ghosts. That's what I said. (laughs) Um, will Netflix ever be free? No. We are a subscription-based service and will remain that way. I can't foresee the future. But for now, that is what works for us. And bonus, no ads. You know, you're facing new competition with Disney+, Plus, Apple TV, and NBC Universal. Aren't you guys worried? Yeah, aren't you, like, losing friends in the office? We are, that's true, but we have very loyal followers, and don't forget who got everyone hooked on binge-watching. Uh, who? Us, Sabrina. Us. Us? I love that movie! No, not us the movie. I mean, as in me and Randolph. Oh. Us is now streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, which is not us. Ugh. I'm, I'm getting confused. Is it us or not us? Don't worry about it, Sabrina. You know, we need to end this soon. Uh, we had been pre- prepping for the influx of competition for a while now. It was only a matter of time before we got imitators. All good things get them. This is why in 2018 we spent $12 billion building our library of original films and series. Our top two originals... Stranger Things and Black Mirror are subscriber magnets. An approximate 13% of ex-Netflix users signed up again just to watch the third season of Stranger Things. 40.7 million accounts had watched Stranger Things 3 since its debut July 4th. Uh, Netflix currently has over 148 million memberships in 190 countries. I think we'll be just fine. Okay. Well, we have to go now. 
Uh, buy Netflix guys and weird blockbuster guy. Oh, that's right. Auntie Poo Poo, you you came back. How about that tea? It's uh, it's Antiago. And are we talking virtual tea? Of course. That's my favorite. Bye, everyone. Okay, well now, what are we really going to watch? I want to watch that new Mark Wahlberg movie. I want to watch that documentary on the gay zookeeper, Joe Exotic. You would, Chris. No, I'm going to have to do that again. Yeah, you are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, did you do it like it? I did it. You did did it again. (laughs) Yep. I ad-libbed, and it was inappropriate. (laughs) (laughs) I want to watch that documentary on Joe Exotic. You would, Chris. Laura, it's not porn. It's about this gay zoo owner. That's an interesting thing for you to want to watch. Well, there's more to it than that. How about Riverdale or Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh, I do enjoy that one. But how about The Office? The The Office! (laughs) Nicole? Oh, where's Nicole? I started watching The Office. American or UK? She's only down to two jobs now. American. <laughs> no, aren't they all serving make- jobs? I'm pretty sure she's down to zero. <laughs> you make it through the UK version a lot quicker. There's less seasons. Is there? Yeah. It's pretty good. I don't know why I avoided it so long. It's all right. I don't watch things when there's hype to it. When Stranger Things 4 come out? <laughs> <laughs> Next year. <sighs> well, I loved Parks and Rec. That, that was really great. So I'm like, uh, maybe I should try The Office before it disappears. Although maybe not because a lot of filming has been put on hold as well. Yeah, I know. Well, let's see what you guys have to say. Now, I did put the announcement up late, so we don't have a whole lot from you. Yeah, but it's not like anybody was doing anything. <laughs> We're all home, you know. Oh, so, wow. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there goes our fan base. Yep. Laura, we already don't have one. Laura's getting lippy. Well, our three <laughs> listeners just went down to two. Listen, I've been stuck in the house for over a week, okay? You no, work I, today. I know I work at the grocery store now, guys. We know you're and a frontline hero. And that's why nobody's hero. going to that grocery store. <laughs> what? I had people in my grocery store today. Well, moving so past the grocery hi. store. Jack says, if I answer this question, will it improve my service? <laughs> no, no, Jack. It will not. not. <laughs> we don't work for Netflix. I'm sorry. I don't <laughs> Wait, know. I don't? No. Surprise. You're frontline grocery store person now. You forgot to put in that application. Um, I don't know what problem you'd store. have with Netflix. Have, oh, I don't box. have any problems with Netflix. <laughs> my store doesn't have that either. Netflix? Yeah. Redbox. <laughs> oh, I thought your store didn't have Netflix. <laughs> so, I don't know. Probably I, not. They probably don't have Netflix either. Yeah. It would be a knockoff version anyway. <laughs> it would be. <laughs> That's like $5 cheaper. <laughs> it would be free. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I've rented tons of things from Aldi's version of Blue Crate. Hey, I didn't say where I work. <laughs> the red box would have nothing but German titles in it. It'd be full of dead snow. I just watched Overlord from there. It was great. <laughs> I watched Overlord. It was all right. I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. It was free, so it was good. Uh, Yeah, I know. Keith says... I think they did a great job really starting a lot of this. I used to have their DVD subscription service, too. Mostly, they're pretty much like HBO or any premium cable network. Yeah, yeah that's how I started with with their DVD yeah, so subscription. Me, too. I remember when it first started introducing like streaming, and it was only available to like a select few, and you had to like say, this is the type like of bandwidth you had and stuff like that. Yeah. No, Netflix has always been good. I've always... In- Ever since they, I was learned about them, I'm like, I'm on. No. I'm aboard that. Because you didn't have X. to get out of your car. Yeah. 
the DVD thing. She got her own DVD. I got mine. She'd get like Sweet Home Alabama come in, and I'd have Rooney Kenshin or Naruto season one coming in each time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my you uh, would only have Naruto season one each time. Yeah, it was one of those things. Like they were always on back order because it was right when it first came out. Why wouldn't you ever go to season two? I'm still trying to make it there right now, and it's streaming. <laughs> <laughs> Season yeah. one was so good. Yeah, my roommate in Chicago had Netflix. I didn't have the subscription, so I just kind of watched whatever she brought in. But that's how I went up watching like the entire series of um, Six Feet Under. Yeah. I did also used to get a lot of old like Mystery Science Theaters on there before they did the reboot. Mm. Yeah. I just like the fact that you could keep it as long as you want and then just put it in the mail. And then you had your whole queue and whatever they had in stock, your next one was coming. Yeah. Well, look at how they did it with video games later when Gamefly started yeah. hitting. That yeah. was, you know, there's the Netflix of gaming right there, Gamefly. I do miss a little bit of having that queue and rearranging your queue when you're like, Depending oh, on how you want yeah. to do yeah. it, because it was just like, Like number four might be number one. You might move number one down to number four. is very exciting. I didn't have a life. <laughs> Especially when, like, you know, by the time you got to that number one, something new was coming out, and you're like, no, 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 I don't want to watch this now. I want right. to watch this. There's yeah. a new number one. Jerry says, Netflix is king. So much to choose from. I spend as much time scrolling as I do watching. Yeah. Yeah. I probably spend more time scrolling than watching. It's, it's weird because it's one of those of, I kind of want to watch that, but then I want to see if there's something better. Yeah. Yeah. I've watched um, a lot of obscure horror movies. I just always end up on like something I've already seen before. <laughs> like, ooh, this is good. I watched Terrifier the other day. That was actually fun to watch. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. That's a, the sequel's like a, coming out soon. An indie yeah. horror movie. Yeah. Twitter. Joe Max says currently watching Pandemic on Netflix. Not sure if this was the best choice. To be honest, ha- uh, hashtag Pandemic. He's really just looking out the window. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we watched TV Contagion the, right. the other day. It wasn't on Netflix, and oh my god, does it mirror this? Almost a hundred percent. Well, the the writer that like one of the the guys that helped write it, Doctor Brilliant, was actually um, uh, he helped stop um, he helped find um, a vaccine for smallpox and help eradicate smallpox. Mm. And so he was brought in to do help do that show. Okay, I I watched like a or read a piece that he had wrote and stuff or an interview that he had done and it was really quite interesting. Well, so far the only difference between this one and the virus and contagion is that that virus killed you like within two three days and this one like it was legitimately deadly for everybody who got it like if you got it you did not survive it yeah yeah whereas this one has like what a 98 96 percent yes recovery rate recovery yeah Yeah, not 80 percent recovery (laughs) well we won't we won't go no this is an outbreak (laughs) which is actually like number seven on netflix today we started watching that but we didn't get too far in it oh kevin spacey huh no i'd I'm not bothered by Kevin Spacey, but it's just, it's not as good as Contagion. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman's a great actor, but just the story is not as good as Contagion. It's also like a decade earlier. Yeah. yeah. Was that the one started by a monkey? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stupid Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Dowling Abbey says, I don't need Netflix to judge me when I'm watching things. Netflix, are you still watching Yes, Netflix, I am still watching. Um, so talking about that, I, I don't know if it was one of my friend's statuses or a meme at this point in time because all of it runs <laughs> together. all blending together. Um, but she wrote, I really don't need you to keep asking me if I'm watching. Of course I am. I need you to ask me if, I, <laughs> yes. if I'm sure I want to eat that. Because yeah. <laughs> like, that should be the question now. 
from Netflix. Yes, we're still watching. Do I want to eat this next snack, though? Right. <laughs> put it down. Because you're not hungry. You're bored. Right. And we're all just bored eating. I'm bored drinking. But you Half were bored calories. drinking before the world yeah, like, turned right. upside down. Well, now I have an excuse. Because <laughs> the world turned upside down. It's the end of the... Talking Fred says, Ozarks is back and just in time for the virus. I agree. Ozarks is great. Never watched it. Oh, it's awesome. 100% recommend that show. Uh, Jason Bateman. Oh, okay. And he um, he is, plays... Uh, is that where he's the creepy dude? Mm, no, he's not creepy, but he's borderline... He's not typical funny Jason Bateman. No, it's, he's not funny at all. And he's not necessarily a bad guy, but he is a bad guy. It's really hard to describe, but it's definitely... It's probably one of my favorite shows I've ever watched. I like when Jason Bateman gets out of comedy. Yeah, he's good in anything. I just watched The uh, Stranger. Not The Stranger. The Outsider. Oh, Stranger's with, what he did before he got in here. <laughs> the Outsider was really good. That has Jason Bateman in it, too. That's HBO, though, not Netflix. Dancing Buddha says, Can you imagine being quarantined with only cable as an option? <gasps> Thank God for services like Netflix, Disney+, Plus, and Amazon Prime. I agree. Although this one just watches the news. No, I watched <sighs> a press conference because I have a she drinking game. She just likes game. the hand sign. The sign language guy. Oh, I love him. But no, I take a shot every time someone says social distancing or touches their face. I have been drunk for seven days now. <laughs> so it's it's really good. The time. thing is, it, they're not really saying anything new. It's been like it's four days of the same informi- information. I've learned more watching the Peace Cells, But Who's Buying Video by Megadeth from 1985. I really like it when Trump yells at the reporters, whether... He's justified to do it or not. That's just pure comedy gold. That's why he does it. It's it's an act. Although his last press conference, he started off really nice. Like he was really, I was like, oh, wow. Like he's going to be nice to these reporters today. And then there was that one question. I don't even remember what it was. And he was like, no, you stop. Like I was like, oh. It's a headline thing. There so that is. way the headline goes off of what's going on and right. people focus. It's a diversion thing. It, and I, I think it's funny because sometimes he... He seems like he's going to say something worthwhile, <laughs> and then he doesn't. <laughs> like, it's like when we get squirreled. Yeah. yeah, it's like his whole press conference is squirreling. Although I missed, I missed whatever he said that made um, the Anthony doctor guy facepalm in the <laughs> middle of it, and I'm really upset because I went and took a shower. Uh, you can find it things. on the internet. It's the yeah. beauty of the internet. I know, but mm-hmm. that requires work and writing. I believe it's also streaming on Netflix. Is it streaming on Netflix? All right, well, let's go to your phone calls. we got a lot to get through. Hello, this is Bruder. I wish Netflix would show Turner and Hooch. I keep waiting. Until then, I'll watch other things instead of listening to your show. I hate to tell Bruder that Tom Hanks is in quarantine, so there won't be a Turner and Hooch too. Way to spoil the movie for me, Chris. I didn't spoil any movie. Now I know there won't be a sequel. I spoiled the sequel. All right, well, let's revisit the beer cooler. Hello, cooler. Never gonna wait. Never gonna wait. Hello, cooler. Never went away. Never went away. Perfect. 
What is this nectar of the gods again, J.L.? <laughs> it is from Golden Road Brewing, their mango cart wheat ale. It is inspired by the iconic fruit cart vendors of Los Angeles. Golden Road Brewing is a brewery out of Los Angeles. This beer has a 4% ABV, and it reeks of mango. <laughs> I give the label a 5. Colorful, fiesta, lots of mangoes fiestas. on there. <laughs> Fiestas. It also has um, my information on there. Skateboarder. I think, I think Patrick Swayze's on it. Is that Bodie from Point Break? <laughs> Where, on the skateboard? Yeah. yeah. With the surfboard. Oh, with the surf? Oh, I didn't turn it that far. Ah. Whoa. The ex-presidents are surfers. <laughs> That's the greatest Keanu Reeves movie of all time. I don't care what anybody says. Fight me. <laughs> it doesn't hold up very well. <gasps> but it does have... Gary the... Busey has not changed in almost 30 years. It has the red hot chili peppers in it. It does. Flea and Anthony Kiedis are in it. Anthony Kiedis gets his toe shot off in a raid. Well, since Laura loves mango, why don't we start with her? <laughs> since Laura loves mango... <laughs> Why don't we start with I almost her. spit out my beer. <laughs> yes. I almost love mango as much as I love IPAs. So there's that. Which do you like more? You know what would have made this even better if it was a mango IPA? <gasps> That's I hope some beer company's listening. <laughs> Laura wants a mango IPA. That's... We will rate it here first. Yeah. yeah and we'll put it... her face on the can. <laughs> it'll be the perfect can. Yeah. Can we get that? Um, once you get past the smell of this beer, <laughs> I'm going to start that way. It really isn't that terrible. Isn't that terrible? That's a good rating. Yeah. It, I mean, the can is almost gone. I've drunk more than half of it. So there's that. I thought she was just going to pass it off to Chris about a third of the way through. <laughs> yeah. I thought about it the first couple sips, but, um, I would. I wouldn't say it's terrible. It's definitely not my favorite. <laughs> I feel like I've heard this review before. Yeah, probably. Um, she copy pastes all her reviews. <laughs> no. That way she doesn't do as much talking. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Let me hit stop on my on my tape recorder. Um, no, I'll give it a two. I could drink it again, but I wouldn't want to. <laughs> Well, that I would make it a one. <laughs> no, she could drink it again, though. But she doesn't want to. Right. But she could. If like so that really, was the only thing. It's yeah. a one because she would only really ever drink one unless that's she was probably, absolutely made to. That's probably not true. Like if I went to your house and this was the only beer you had, she'd probably have two. I'd probably. Have I two. mean, there are plenty of beers. That, I mean, say that too. Exactly. All right, like, all right, all right. If, fine. See, this would not be the only beer that Jail has. Nope. No, it would be right. highlight or this, and I'm gonna probably drink this over the highlight. Unless I get that it, in, you know, imitation highlight that was really the guayabera again. Maybe. Well, I'll go next. I like mango. I like this beer. I didn't have any problems with the smell. I didn't have any problems with the taste. I like this beer a lot. I'm gonna give it a five. <gasps> it does have a little bit of an aftertaste, which usually makes me rate it lower. Mango. But it makes me burp mango flavor, so what it would lose in the aftertaste, it gains in the burp points. He said the same <laughs> thing to Chris Catan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with five, Sabrina. It started a little rough, but the more you drink it, it actually the flavor grows on you. <laughs> <laughs> You know how many times I've said that to somebody. <laughs> um, it grows on you, but then I 
started drinking a different type of beer and then I went back to the mango cart and I had to start over again. So it was just what? <laughs> like, you know, I had to build up the flavor content of the beer again. So what she's saying is if this is the only, <laughs> only beer you're drinking, <laughs> oh you're, you're fine. That you're was fine. the best <laughs> description what he's ever had to you. <laughs> what? I get a lot of those from Chris. You just don't pay attention. Yeah, yeah I'm probably drinking. <laughs> so, but that being said, I would give it a three. All right, Bear Master. You know, I got to agree with Laura. When you open that can, the smell just hits you. Mm-hmm. And you just make a face. Yeah. Which we all made. Except Chris. But Chris. Yeah. I'm used to can the mango. Sip. Then you take the first sip. It's okay at first. Then the aftertaste kicks in. Yeah. And we all made the face, mm-hmm. which Chris called me out on earlier. <laughs> so at the end of the day, it's not terrible. It's not great. I would probably rate it a four because the mango flavor is really good and it you don't really notice that it's a weed ale or anything like that, so it's not bad. Uh, it's kind of like a very, very light mango blue moon to me. So I would give it a four. Aftertaste really kills it, and the smell at the beginning hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't like the mango blue moon very much. I was no, surprised. Me either. I was surprised. Me either. Blue moon actually just got in. I was at the store. And they just got in on like the whole Mick Ultra type thing, and they just released their first light, light beer. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the beer companies are doing that now. Out of all of them that have done it, no surprise to Laura, I'm going to pick Goose Island, their solo IPA, and Dogfish Head, their slightly mighty IPA, are probably my two favorites because you still get the flavor of the drinks that you like. You're an IPA fan, and it's low calorie. So, on your coronation. If you're looking for low-calorie beer and you want to spend the money, those are the ones I would suggest. Well, um, probably Mango Cart's really happy that you said that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Mango Cart's okay. They're a four. The other two, <laughs> they're a six. I feel like we're, I'm forgetting something, but we did everything, right? Except for the end? I don't know. Sabrina, did you tell them how to reach us? I did not. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. We haven't done that part, but I feel like I'm forgetting something. Bruder called. Bruder did call. I got Bruder in. He yelled at me. Yeah. When I forgot him. No, I think that's it. All right. I think we got squirreled so much, we think we're right at the back <laughs> of the beginning. <laughs> All right. Let's start this Netflix episode, guys. All right. All right. So Netflix started here. <laughs> well, we are quarantined for the coronavirus thing. I already threw my script away. Oh, okay. All right, Lying Sabrina. Where can you find us? Uh, you can find us on Facebook in the official Podcast 42 Facebook group. And find us on Patreon. We like if you find us on Patreon. We need patrons. So yeah, we're out of jobs. There. That's right. So your $3 a month would be very appreciative. <laughs> It'll um, go towards beer. Truth. Support. And the bread. Thirsty. And, and rice. <laughs> and, and pasta. That's right. And toilet, toilet paper. paper. Hold on. Rice is sold out. You Sand, can't find hand um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Spreaker, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find a podcast, we are there. So chances are, if you're listening to us now, congratulations, you have found us. Yay. Uh, we do have a website. It's podcast42show.wordpress.com. It has all of our beer listings, our beer guide, uh, all the episodes, and much more. Uh, we're part of the Podfix Network. Uh, you can find us with 
that group. Uh, you can also find many other podcasts as well to check out now that everybody should have so much more time on their hands. Um, you can email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. You got a question asking us, go ahead and send us an email. We'll answer it. Maybe. And you can call us. Our phone number has changed, so please pay attention for all those people that have been dying to call in but just never had the time. Our phone number is 727-238-5887. 727-238-5887. Go ahead and call in. Put Bruder to shame. And artwork is by Cute Panda. You can find Cute Panda for commissions on Facebook. And our theme music is by Cremo. You can find music... Find more music on Cremo.net or on Facebook under Cremo. Yes. We'll also take suggestions for topics, too. Yeah. Yes, please. Well, that's it. Another show in the can. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. J.L. Trost. I'm Laura. Bye. Wash those damn hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. <laughs> Stay fresh and wash your hands. Was that the Neil Diamond thing? No. 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 Hands touching soul. No, it's washing hands. He re- actually rewrote Sweet Caroline. Yeah, scrubbing hands. That's not what he sings. Doesn't matter. I'm making up my own. Neil Diamond. Reaching out. He's not. He's made a career off of one song. Not touching you. Quarantine, Caroline. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. <laughs> Gong. <laughs> <laughs> Damn show. <laughs> I didn't know if you're flip flopping. I didn't know either. Nope. <laughs> Not all conversations or events are 100% accurate. As if you didn't figure that out already. But things are changed or added or even deleted for the sake of attempted comedy. All sources are never verified, and all information is subject to being slightly sketchy. In other words, we are just having some fun. Thank you for listening. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com. When a humble bard graced to ride along with Geralt of Rivia, along came this song. From when the white wolf fought a silver tongue his army of hells His hooves the day Revel They came after me With lots of fall to see Broke down my loot And they kicked in my teeth While that the horse horns Men some tender me And so cried a witcher He can't be
It's great to see you today. For those of you who don't know, I'm very passionate about the Witcher franchise. I think Witcher 3 is a strong name for the best game of the last decade, in my opinion. But hey, let me know down in the comments below if you want me to do more Witcher songs. There's still Priscilla's song from the game. There's still the song of the White Wolf from the show. Let me know below what should be next. For those of you who are new here, well, first of all, welcome. Feel free to browse around in the channel we're all about powerful music over here, especially power metal, heavy metal in general, and rock and roll. I hope to see you next time. Until then, my friends, have yourselves an epic day. Champion,